Welcome back to Study Me. I'm Allie Black, and I'm your host. We're here again with Donald Black Jr., a.k.a. D. Black, and today we're talking about one of my favorite photographs of his, which is self-imprisonment. So today I just want to start by talking about the title, um, self-imprisonment. So can you tell us where did you get the title from? Um, the title self-imprisonment, I remember a friend of mine, she was always kind of talking to me about like different art concepts and philosophies and art education and shit like that and would always kind of read these inserts kind of talking about the artist or the creative mind and all that and I just remember at some point I remember her saying self-imprisonment and I was all at the time I was always like pulling ideas concept theory like title references and I would just kind of log them mm. um and that's, it was, you know, it was probably in my little list of titles that I was already kind of making, like feeling like if I accumulated a bunch of different titles, if and when I created the image, I would be able to use that title. You know, I'd be able to look into my little title catalog mm -hmm. to be able to figure out what I've already written down that, that spoke to an image that I created. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where the title self-imprisonment came from. Mm -hmm. um, just like as a idea introduced to me for the very first time probably in my early 20s or something like that mm -hmm. <clears throat> um so how do you understand the word self-imprisonment what do you understand it to be um self-imprisonment is the you know the like the like the prison of the mind you know what i'm saying like the holding yourself back kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. And do you think you relate to that, to self-imprisonment? Uh, I completely relate to self-imprisonment in terms of like, you know, kind of holding myself back. I think when I first created the photograph and I had was er, being early introduced to the idea of imprisoning myself, I didn't really directly connect to it you know I saw the idea of self-imprisonment and I could see it in the people around me and being somebody that people would talk to a lot about what they you know dreams and goals and aspirations and that sort of thing I was already like really analyzing and seeing how people were kind of getting in their own way or people were talking themselves out of what they wanted to do or uh, needed to do, had a desire to do. And then, like, I was already, like, really listening to how somebody would talk themselves out of it, you know, like hold themselves back. And early 20s, in my mind, you know, I'm not holding myself back. I'm not talking myself out of this. I'm pursuing this, uh, this, this, creative ability that I got, you know, trying to figure out where this is going to take me. And I, yeah. So I initially I didn't personally connect to it, even though I realized at the time, if I can see this in somebody else, them holding themselves back, it made me want to get 
really, really alert and in tune with how I was holding myself back. Because I felt like if I could figure out how I was holding myself back, then I could figure out how to not hold myself back. You know, how to conquer whatever the the fucking problems was. Mm-hmm. So totally connect to it. Totally relate to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy because not to go on a tangent, but like we were just talking about um, people self-imprisoning themselves, self-imprisoning themselves yesterday. And just being around folks who are in their own way or holding themselves back. So I, I, that's crazy that we was just talking about that yesterday, you know. Well, um, we were talking about having friends or family members who have creative abilities, who are, you know, hell of artists. Um, and just kind of watching them not do the thing that they are really good at or love to do. Right. And kind of you know, being the person watching that in somebody else is, is like hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very, very hard to watch. Um, it's kind of scary for me to watch because I never would want that to be turned into my behavior, you know? So I try to make sure I'm not ingesting (laughs) like too much of it, Mm. you know, like ingesting uh, somebody else's self imprisonment. Yeah. Mm. Just because out of, never really wanting that to just really to affect my mindset, you know, from, I don't want to see it as a thing that's okay mm-hmm. because I don't want that to be one of my influences. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I try not to watch, even though oftentimes I'm the ear for the person who's doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm curious though, like, so when you, um, when you relate to it though, how do you navigate getting out of imprisoning yourself? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what I would say is me seeing how like it resonated with me. I mean, it really just took me on a real serious investigation of how the fuck am I holding myself back? Like, where am I in my head to the point where it's getting in the way with me moving forward? And really trying to find out where that place is and what those things are. And I would say that, you know, in my 20s, I'm sitting there feeling like, is something missing from my work at the point of creating the photograph self-imprisonment. I could easily say now that, you know, I'm sitting there looking like, okay, what's missing? Something missing from this work. You know, people, people looking at the work and they talking to, you know, they saying, Oh, it's nice. I like it. Blah, 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 blah. But the praise of any of that shit wasn't helping me grow, you know? So, and if I felt like, people weren't necessarily saying the things that were really pushing me, then I might've needed to figure out how to really say the shit to myself, <laughs> to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, arguably I relocated living in New York at the time and moved back to Cleveland trying to find what the fuck was missing from these creative abilities that I had that wasn't me always talking about something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they were 
visual representations of the technical shit that I got good at. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like, okay, well, do I stay in New York and learn how to really just continuously make money talking about all this shit that other people want me to talk about for them? Or am I holding myself back, not going and learning and exploring this feeling I have that something's missing? Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Right. It's like, it's just that being honest to yourself type shit. Mm-hmm. For real. Mm-hmm. Being honest, recognizing it, accepting it, and then doing something about it. Yeah. Those are the steps. Right. Those are the steps. So self-imprisonment, the image is like, in my mind, when I think about you as an artist and a photographer, um, that image is the one that kind of pops into my mind. And maybe one, because it's the, the one that it's kind of like your signature photograph, if you will. So can you tell us a little bit about how it came to be? The image self-imprisonment, how did it come to be? <clears throat> so I'm in New York by way of Jersey City. And I'm kind of struggling at the time with figuring out when to take the camera with me and when to leave the camera at home. So... You know, I'm in my mid-20s, and I'm noticing that when I'm somewhere without the camera, I would always see something that I wanted to take a picture of. And then I noticed that when I had the camera with me, I didn't see something that I wanted to take a picture of. So I was, like, trying to train myself to always take the camera with me. Um, My early training and interaction with the camera was very studio-based, so it was very show-up, set thing up, set situation up take a picture I wasn't the person walking around with a camera all the time so me trying to take the camera with me all the time um, I can remember being on a paint job with my roommate at the time Sean Williams and I was trying to teach him how to paint the porch banisters and the way I was shown how to paint the porch banisters and do it fast is one person on the porch one person standing like in the grass and one person paint one side of the banister and the other person paint the other side. Mm -hmm. So summertime, sunny day, I'm on the porch and he's standing on the ground. And when I'm trying to get ready to explain it to him, he just looked at me. And when he looked at me, I'm like, Oh shit. Cause I see the I see the reflection of these white banisters <laughs> in his eyes, mm-hmm. and the excitement was I had my camera with me. Mm-hmm. You see, normally that was a situation that I would be in, and I wouldn't have the camera. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that I would try to have to recreate or wish I would have brought the camera. Mm-hmm. But this was like the first time that I saw the image that I wanted to shoot in front of me, and I had brought the camera with me. Mm-hmm. So I like run to the car and like, hold on. I'm like, oh shit, hold up. Like middle of us mm-hmm. <laughs> painting this house, trying to make some Stay money right so we could pay our rent. <laughs> right. Uh-uh. 
<laughs> and I'm like, let me run and let me go take this picture. Um, so that was the that was the creation of that image, self imprisonment. Um, and it took, and 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 I didn't know that I had made what I would call like a masterpiece. You know, I just shot it and just cataloged it with a whole bunch of another folder with a bunch of fucking images in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, because it's those it's moments like that when you create or when you capture like the money shot or you hit the jackpot on something. But um, what I was going to say is like, you know, I can say that I don't know what makes that piece a masterpiece, but I know for me, it's one of my favorite images of yours. And it's the one that like, when I think about your work, I think about self-imprisonment and there's a couple of other images that I think about, but like, can you tell me why that piece is a masterpiece? Like, what makes that image so strong? How does it win third place in Nikon's international competition? Okay. Well, it's interesting because I remember seeing the call for submissions for the Nikon competition. And this, like, middle of the night, maybe the day before the images are due and me thinking like, okay, let me, let me submit to the Nikon competition. It wasn't something that I was familiar with. It wasn't something that I was doing on a regular basis. I had been applying for a lot of different shit with my work, but never Nikon's competition. So I can remember like scrolling through these photographs, like literally in the middle of the night, probably didn't smoke some weed and I'm just scrolling through folders and folders of images and then I'm like, but wait a minute. Oh, I got the one image with the reflection in the eyes. Da, 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 da. Like, that's literally what I'm, I remember when I'm trying to figure out if I'm about to apply to Nikon. Like, I need to, I need to come with the strongest images that I have. And I can only mm-hmm. submit, I think, maybe three. So I kind of scrolled through and I'm like, oh, here go that photograph. And I remember editing that photograph in the middle of the night and applying to Nikon. Um, and I applied with no expectation of winning. I mean, because at the point of being like 26 or 27, I had already felt like I was being conditioned to keep losing to all these white people that I'm applying to all this different shit against. Mm. So I just said, fuck it, let me do it. I'm going to apply. And then for me to get an email talking on some congratulations, it was like, oh, got you. Mm. So when I'm dealing with what I would say you know, racism on a perception-based level with visual arts at the time, at 27, 26, I'm like, oh, okay, the the Asian the Asian company is like, shit, this some raw-ass work. Mm-hmm. And then I'm third, so when I'm looking through the book and the catalog that I got printed in, I remember kind of looking through, trying to figure out and understand for myself what makes this image win versus other images that I've created or what makes this stronger than other images in this catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm trying to understand that for myself, I'm thinking about like my grading scale in college, which was very much um, a technical grade and a conceptual grade. So when I'm looking at the technical side of the photograph, self-imprisonment, you know, I'm looking at the lighting, you know, and it's backlit, but then it's like a bounce light 
on the front of his face because the porch banisters are reflecting light because the sun is beaming on the banisters. I'm looking at being able to see this vivid ass reflection in his eyes, which is just pure contrast to his face, his skin. I'm also looking at the reflective nature of black skin. You know, so when you're looking at him, he looks fucking silver. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'm looking at, you know, and that's something technically that I've been working on for, you know, probably since I was about 13, 14 years old, which was, you know, traditional black and white photography, dark room, loving contrasty images, dark mid-tones, dark grays, tonal separation in the blacks, like this kind of shit I was already obsessing over. Mm-hmm. But then also what I'm looking at as is the conceptual side of the image Mm -hmm. and the conceptual side of the image being the conversation like about the black man in proximity to, uh, to jail, Mm -hmm. you know, um, to prison, but also in proximity to like for myself personally, kind of on some holding myself back, you know, Mm -hmm. at the time when I'm making this image, you know, I had never been, arrested you know which was just some rare shit to be able to say as a nigga just in general in in my world in my mind um so i felt like okay then am i hold myself back you know so i'm exploring that as a concept based on being introduced to the concept or idea of being imprisoning yourself or the the prison of the mind so to come across an experience to be able to capture that image was like, oh, this is the concept mm-hmm. that accompanies these this technical execution. Mm-hmm. And the way I was understanding making art and making photography based on my college training was very much how strong are you at the concept you're communicating um, in comparison to how strong is your technical execution of it? Mm-hmm. In my mind, it's like, okay, this is a strong combination of the two, mm-hmm. you know, like, which gotcha. is the, my goal as an artist is to strong concept, strong technique, strong execution. Mm-hmm. Like if I can say some raw shit in a raw way, then I, I make a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I just learned more <laughs> about <laughs> The technical aspect, but that's it's. I'm just sitting here thinking, like, man, that's crazy because you mentioned Sean Williams, and I always, I swear to God, always forget, like, who are you talking about? Even though I know Sean, but that's because I've coined the name for him, Nikon, because he won this competition. And when you were just sitting here talking, I'm thinking, like, has there ever been a conversation with Sean, aka Nikon, to me about? self-imprisonment and him as the subject and winning, you know, like yeah. what, what, what does he think about it or what's been that conversation? We didn't have several, we didn't have several conversations over the years. Um, I think, you know, if he was to describe himself or if I was to describe him as one of my muses, you know, somebody that I'd, got images of and somebody who was around me who allowed me to photograph them. I think um, he's communicated to me the the feeling of being able to be like this 
you know, this is this is like arguably my strongest fucking photograph. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we've had conversation about that. And then we also have had the conversation about like holding ourselves back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And complacency. Mm-hmm. You know? And me feeling like that was something that I recognized um, when watching him move. Mm-hmm. And then it being something that that playing a role and it being visible to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. So that's crazy. Cause it's like the, the image, the photograph is like a reminder or a marker of this type of like, get out of your head, go for your goals. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming that when you see that image, you're thinking about self-imprisonment and trying to make sure that you're not, you know? So in many ways, it's like this fucking inspirational photograph, which brings me to my next question is, like, what has, um, how have people, what have been the reactions to the photograph? from just various folks, like when they see self-imprisonment, how do they react to it? I mean, when people see it, it's weird. When people see it, I mean, I feel like I'm in, I'm in the visual arts. So I feel like I'm in the, the art form that you can experience it, but you don't necessarily have to share what you're experiencing. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of you taking it in through your eyes and whatever it's doing is doing. Um, and you don't always have to say it. I can say that I've always, when I show the image, I always get to experience a reaction. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm watching somebody's pupils dilate when they look at it, almost like their mind is trying to take it in at a more intense pace than they actually looking at it. But you got people who feel like it's scary. It's people. It's, it's people who feel like that shit raw, you know, it's a universal thing that's happening when I show it. It's kind of like if I want to show that I know what the fuck I'm doing, it's like I show that image. Mm-hmm. I often say that this is the my my Jesus walks, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I'd say shit like, you know, I'm showing these motherfuckers Jesus. This my I'm I'm showing them Jesus walks and they ain't signing me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's when I'm really not taking in consideration to what the image may be communicating to somebody who, you know, who's not a part of our culture, who's not a part of our world, somebody who's an onlooker. Um, I feel like I recognize that I feel like people would be jealous as fuck that I shot that image. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kind of like being in a perception-based art discipline, I feel like it's been easy for the 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 competition to be rigged dealing with all these white folks i feel like the image of self-imprisonment really forced people to bow down it's kind of like mm-hmm. you know you're gonna accept this image into the show mm-hmm. into the into the book mm-hmm. <laughs> right. you know it's it's kind of it's kind of hard not to mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. ultimately. You know, so the, re- the reaction has been mind-blowing mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. What, um, what kind of, like, life has the image had? I mean, at one Nikon, where else has it appeared? I mean, so the image self-imprisonment has had a couple different iterations. You know, I've kind of grown as an editor of my own work. So the image itself looks different than it did when I originally edited the image. Mm, I was wondering that. You know, so it was kind of like, it looked like I was 26, Mm. 27 years old (laughs) editing it. Because I would argue that when I look at the the catalog, Nikon catalog, and look at the image, it's not finished. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't necessarily know what finished was at 26. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been edited several different times Mm. as I'm developing at working on my own work. Um, It's been the image that I've took into multiple printing processes over the years. Mm. You know, so when I'm learning a new printing process technique, that's oftentimes one of the images that I use Mm -hmm. because I was learning that the more familiar I become with the image in reference to the the tones that exist, the shades of gray, the highlights, mid-tone shadows, the quicker I could learn a new printing technique mm. because I knew what was supposed to be there or what was missing. Oh, so it, it's like a good study image, yeah, image to study. Yeah, it's been a good image for me to study. It's been a very, very strong image to that represents, you know, to me, black and white photography and being able to see these shades of gray. Mm. Um you know, it's been exhibited a ton of times. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's not had a, mm-hmm. you know, I can remember arguing with a white man who felt like, you know, he wanted that image to be in a show or exhibition. Um, and at the time period, I can remember feeling like I'm tired of being the, the nigga who put the nigga on the wall mm. in all these white spaces. Mm. And then this white man said to me, I want those eyes. I want those eyes. And I'm sitting there thinking like, mm-hmm. damn, is it something, am I doing something wrong? Mm-hmm. Because he just was, it was just, it was just too much. It was, it was, it was too much. Of, yeah. It was too much aggressive as energy mm-hmm. around me deciding that I'm not going to perform in this way. And I'm about to give you some different shit. Mm -hmm. But he just was very vivid about, I want those eyes. Mm. Did you ever put it in the show? No, not at all. He was Mm. was pissed. Mm. He was pissed that I didn't put it in the show. Um, I felt like this was the the evolution of my understanding of visual art and white supremacy racism and all that kind of shit. And it's like, oh, do they love this image? Because I'm showing a black man that's imprisoned himself in his own fucking mind, Mm. you know? So that wasn't something that I even, that wasn't a concept or idea that I grasped, you know, some old 15 years prior. So it's. That's, that's crazy. Cause it's like (laughs) the image can like literally asking about the life of the image, but like what happens to you how you think about the image because of other people's like reactions. It's like, I've had that experience where it's like, 
man, this is a hell of an essay. This is a hell of a poem. And then as soon as white people start being Googled out over it, it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, Am I doing you, something wrong? You love this trauma. You love this pain. You love this uh, anger or this whatever the perception you see in the work. Um, and now you, you know, you, you want it, you drooling over it like that. That is so interesting. Like just how we see the, well, like when I see the image, I'm thinking focus. I'm thinking, um, I think like determination or I think, uh, this steadiness, um, seriousness. I'm not, I, I don't think bars or jail or criminal or scary like it looks to me like a moment like honestly it makes me think about like a moment of uh self-reflection self you know what I mean like going into your mind and like thinking um which is for me a positive thing you know what I mean but then it's like other people can see white people may see scary uh imprisoned jail another criminal another angry black man blah 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 right yeah i mean that's that's totally the gamut i mean i see i mean when i'm looking at the image i'm asking myself what the fuck do i got to do to get these bars off Mm -hmm. that's all i'm thinking about Mm -hmm. what's behind the bars Mm -hmm. what's behind the porch banisters you know if the eyes is you know you know, like the gateway to the the soul, so to speak. It's kind of like, what the fuck do I got to do to remove it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for myself, personally? Mm-hmm. I'm curious, have you had, um, like, other than Nikon, Sean, have you had conversation, have you been in conversation about the images, the image with other friends or black, like other black men? Can you remember any kind of the conversations or no? I can't remember any details of conversations i can just kind of remember personal reactions and responses mm-hmm. and i mean the the personal reaction and response to black men has been it's just been a very embracing kind of experience mm-hmm. like niggas seem to love this fucking photograph mm-hmm. which make me feel like the photograph is saying or communicating something that we ain't even being challenged to think about mm-hmm. But the interaction with the image seems to very much so be that conversation that we not even being set up to have. Mm-hmm. And it's a personal, it's an inner, it's a it's an internal conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, and when I'm saying niggas, I mean, I mean, black children, you know, mm-hmm. like I show this in a classroom full of kids mm-hmm. that, you know, are known not to be able to sit down and be quiet and da 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 da. And when I turn that on, they sit there and tell me their life story in mm-hmm. relationship to this image. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. Right. That just gave me chills. Um, wow. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, was gonna, I was thinking about, um, you know, you talking about the reiterations of the image and, you know, kind of going back and editing it. Um, so I'm thinking about just like you and self-imprisonment at 27 or 26 versus now, like, do you have, has any of that changed for you? Um, like, have you lost, have you, do you no longer like see yourself as self-imprisoned at 41? Um, 
at 41, I see areas where I'm holding myself back. Mm. Uh, but not in the same way that I would say I was holding myself back at 26. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm probably a little more alert to what some of those things are or in some of those ways. You know, mm-hmm. at 26, I'm trying to figure out who the fuck I am. At 41, it's like, oh, this is the nigga that I am. And being that nigga on the surface mm-hmm. um, and watching myself still default in routine ways of appeasing environments not completely being myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and I don't believe that that's a productive thing for me mm-hmm. right right you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like I think at 26 I didn't know completely that I wasn't being myself mm-hmm. um, at 41 it's like oh those these are the ways I hadn't been being myself mm-hmm. which has become ways I'm confronting myself just to be able to be myself, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and take whatever come with it. Mm -hmm. Man, it's just make, it's making, that's making me think about studying yourself, which is funny because everything you say leads me into my next question. So we chose, um, self-imprisonment as the cover image for our podcast. Um, so can you talk can you talk about the idea of um studying something and how it kind of relates or connects to self imprisonment or like why do we how do we choose study me or how do we choose self imprisonment as the cover image for study me like how do those two things connect mm. so where the image self imprisonment kind of introduced itself to me as an idea and concept and as a photograph, like on my creative journey, you know, it, it unlocked some shit. It was kind of like, how are you holding yourself back? Mm -hmm. You know, like that's the question that it created in what ways and literally what are you going to do to learn how you've been holding yourself back? And then once you come up with the list of ways of how, what are you willing to do to confront these ways you're holding yourself back? Mm -hmm. And that created just like a deep dive into self, you know, and self, you know, who I am, you know, how I'm seen to the people around me, you know, how, what roles do I play in my interactions? I mean, it, it turned into a full, who the fuck am I interaction, um, which turned into me like literally learning and studying myself. And, you know, in my twenties to my thirties, I'm sitting there saying, okay, this is who I am. And do I want to be this person, you know, no matter how the role got adopted and who, who do I want to be? And what direction do I really want my life and all this other shit to take? Mm -hmm. You know, so 
the whole concept of in prison, the, the prison of the mind took me on a journey of studying myself. Mm-hmm. And it's probably played a huge role into, you know, my feelings towards the art world. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I'm, I feel like I'm learning all this shit and ain't nobody asking me none of these fucking questions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have learned a lot about myself. Um, and I realized that I got similar experiences as a bunch of people who, you know, need the same kind of deep dive and don't have a whole lot of references to a motherfucker feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> similar or mm-hmm. thinking similar mm-hmm. coming in from similar environments. Mm-hmm. So when you said, you know, when you think of study me, the image you picture is self-imprisonment. My mind instantly was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes a whole lot of fucking sense to me. Mm-hmm. Just because I know what the photograph itself has done to me and done for me just existing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, do you ever come back to it other than um, to edit it? Like, do you ever just, like, go back to the self-imprisonment image just to to look at it just to reflect on it to you know what i mean yeah what i what i do is i'm always i always want it to be like in my view some way so to speak you know so that's that's another part of the reason why i use it in certain ways you know it's an image that when i open my website that i see Mm. you know what i mean like i've put it in front of myself in different ways so it's a constant reminder of you know kind of like this 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 chase that i have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i always look at the image mm-hmm. you know and i no longer look at it from a technical standpoint i'm mm-hmm. no longer looking at the photograph to see what it could be how i could change it what i can do to make it better i'm looking at the image as a spectator mm-hmm. you know like i'm so far disconnected from actually making the photograph itself i'm able to look at the photograph and experience it mm-hmm. which is you know i love being able to do that right you know because oftentimes when i'm looking at some of the work i'm looking at what i could have did or mm-hmm. what what i could do to improve it but it's one of those images that i've created that's made me have to like just completely surrender to the image itself is like that's this this is what it is mm-hmm. ain't no changing tweaking cropping i don't need to edit burn dodge mm-hmm. i don't need to shit i don't even need to reshoot it for real you know i didn't went to trying to recreate the photograph in multiple ways mm-hmm. and it not not being able to recreate the image mm-hmm. being able to create something new but it was it's, it's like I just was making knockoffs, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right, you know what right. I'm saying? That's like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, oh, okay, this image is this new image, this new variation is striking, but it ain't it ain't it ain't doing what this one is doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like my like I said, it's my Jesus walks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is that something that? Um, sometimes I hate this kind of question, but like, is that something that you kind of want and hope that people? are taken away from it conceptually, like kind of thinking about their own um, 
journey or where they are in the way of themselves or like what what do you want people to take away from this image is it everything you just said or is it honestly what I want people to take away from the image is I just want them to remember it I mean Mm. I say this kind of often which is I don't really give a fuck what people do Mm. you know what I'm saying like if it could do something and you can learn and it can make you think and all that kind of shit that's cool that's cool But my thought is in a world of, you know, us being bombarded with imagery mm-hmm. and how sensitive our minds are to the things we see and how many things our eyes record on a day to day basis, just walking through life. Not, you know, and then we add in all of the image making machines and devices of TV and smartphones and tablets and billboards and book covers and CD cover, like all the different ways we taking in all this visual shit. If you could remember one of my fucking images, mm-hmm. that's, that's my goal. Mm-hmm. So that's just not, that's with every photograph of yours. You want people to remember it. That's the takeaway that you want. Yeah. That's, I, I want them to take it away. Mm-hmm. You know, I want that. I want my image to be an image that gets triggered and pulled out of a memories database of imagery for some reason, at some point in time, mm-hmm. you know, so if whatever, however you've connected to the shit is kind of like if you connect it to me as an artist, that's great. If you connect it to this image of this nigga you've seen, if you connect it to this award in this book, if you connect it to this award in this exhibition, you know, however you connect to it, I just be I'm just trying to figure out how to how to put enough into the images that I'm making that it don't get lost into the mind's fucking database of all this fucking imagery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely one of the ones that <laughs> stick out, um, stick out to me. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, you said billboard. Um, and it made me think like this would be, a hell of an image to, cause I've never seen it large. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've seen it. Um, you know, I know you even some, you know, my own personal family bought it for my brother. So I've seen it like, you know, in a museum exhibited in someone's home, but like, man, what, how fucking powerful would that be? Like to see that image, uh, like big as a mural or big as a, as a billboard, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I definitely am always kind of scouting walls. Do you have any? Uh, oh, okay. So you have like, uh, like where does the image go from here? You have any future thoughts or plans for it? I mean, I would just imagine that the image is just gonna kind of follow, you know, the evolution and progression of all of my work. You know, mm-hmm. so the different formats that'll continue to happen with me and my work that image is just always you know it's it's in my it's in my primary arsenal mm-hmm. it, it has to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. man and Nikon is probably like just loving that it's him that it's him right. you know because I'm always <laughs> like oh I want I want the D black image to be me right 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 <laughs> I always think that because it's you know you become like uh it's similar to like that image of the girl on one of those magazines. Maybe it's time she has like a maroon or something like a maroon kind of like 
hood on or something. But anyway, it's like. Oh, with the eyes. Yeah, with the eyes. Steve McCurry. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like to be the model or the subject of a um, incredible, like, timeless photograph has to be like a really, you know, like a an honor. You know what I mean? Um, anything else? that we should talk about, about the image? Um. Mm. What can I think of? I mean, the only other thought that, only other thing that came to my mind was, you know, I kind of used that image when I went to what I would call the rucker of the photography world. Mm. You know, the rucker is, you know, the basketball tournament, you know, a lot of NBA right. prospects, it's kind of like that's where you go to see where you stand amongst the competition. Mm. Um, several years ago, I went to what I would call the rucker mm. of the fine art photography world, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and that image, I remember putting it on my promote, my promo material, my business card, my submission. You know, it's the first image that you see when you look at my portfolio. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the number one comment with every reviewer I sat down with Mm. was that image Mm -hmm. and how that image it had already by the time they were sitting down with me it had already kind of burned into their mind Mm. you know it literally linked Donald Black Jr. to Mm -hmm. this world of photography you know to me you know nothing came of it Mm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. they remembered it but like I've been like I've been telling you, like I've been learning, I I feel like my I need a I need a different format. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I need a I need to engage audiences in in, in different ways and kind of start to go build new audiences to my work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. That it was kind of like I feel like I'm oftentimes trying to guess what they want to see. Uh, based on the structure of the review and the submission and the call for art. And that was, you know, it was kind of like, okay, I'm going in, I'm going in like this. So it was like a no brainer that this need to be the, this need to be my franchise player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? On my team. Mm-hmm. Um, and it definitely got that level of a response. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, yeah, and this is like my most widely viewed photograph mm-hmm. to come in third place out of 300,000 people mm-hmm. on a worldwide scale right. is is more than my mind can probably really even fathom for real. Mm-hmm. It was it's, 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 it was that image that was a, a needed reminder to just shut the fuck up and keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, keep doing what the fuck you're doing. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Um, maybe a slight tangent, but like um, we're going to talk more about more of your work um, as we continue the podcast. But off the top of your mind, do you have any other images that like compare conceptually with um, self-imprisonment? Like, are there any other images that make you kind of go into your mind and think about who you are and your growth and you know what I mean? Of your own work. Yeah. It's probably a, a collection of images okay. that are very self personal journey, who I am, where I come from to where I am now. 
Gotcha. Definitely is a body of work mm-hmm. that represents that. Mm-hmm. And self-imprisonment is in that body of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I I definitely feel like it's it's that, that image that speaks to, like, self-reflection and thinking about, like you said, the um, eyes are the key to the soul type of thing is what that that image does because it I mean the the first thing that that kind of captures me is his eyes you know what I mean and then I'm then I'm looking at the the bars that are reflected in the eyes um and then I'm looking at the the scrowl like of his eyebrows um kind of dropping low but it's it's just it's just an image that when I think of a Donald Black Jr. signature piece it's self-imprisonment, you know, so congratulations on the image. Congratulations on the award. Um, yeah. I hope to keep seeing it evolve. And, you know, like we said, it's been on business cards. It's been in living rooms. It's been in exhibitions. And I'm just looking forward to seeing how it kind of continues to grow. And I'll, I'll for my, you know, for my own self, I'm going to continue to think about personally self-imprisonment of, you know, my own, you know, my own self. So congratulations on the image and thank you for letting us use it as our cover image for study me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank thank you for making the suggestion. You're welcome. (laughs)